Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of He Book, She Book. Fans are back. Money in the Bank is last night when you're hearing this. <laughs> uh, but we finally have fans back for WWE. Fans have been back for the last couple weeks for AEW. And it is completely changing the game back to what it was. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And we have so much to go over in the wrestling world with Money in the Bank coming up on Sunday. We finally have the last two entrants on the SmackDown side or on the women's side. Mandy Rose popped up in NXT this week. And Finn Balor popped up on SmackDown. Oh, uh, and your girl popped up off that couch when his music hit. Yes. So excited. I'm so ha- I I mean, we watched Finn Balor in NXT anyway, but having him back on the main roster is just a whole different level. I love that man. I'm so happy he came back. We'll get into that when we talk about SmackDown. But we had the universe back, and it was great. It was so electric watching SmackDown last night. Yeah, it's just, it completely just shoots that adrenaline that this show needed. Yes. Raw, SmackDown, whatever it is, because we can feel that with AEW already. Yes, I agree with that. And just like, and we'll get into SmackDown, but we can talk about just Vince's pop. It was because he came out, he opened the show. Of, of course, course he did. Of course he yeah. did, you know? But that pop was amazing. It's everywhere. Everybody posted about it. I recommend everybody going and seeing it. It's the first five minutes of SmackDown. Yeah, it's just Vince McMahon's music hits. Crowd goes apeshit. He says five words. He leaves because he's a weird old guy now. <laughs> and and then the show is just... And you know, just the Houston crowd, I think it's going to be like all crowds like this for a while. Yeah, I don't think right now it's even just like one town over the other. Because a lot of times there are certain towns that you know are going to have better reactions than other towns. Yeah. But right now it's just everybody is so excited to be back in the arena and watching it live that we're going to get that from everybody that over the next few months. Yeah. And that's so exciting. And it's, yeah, it just brings that whole new, like... Because we've been talking for weeks now about how all the shows just felt like we were coasting. And yes. It was just, it was very bland. It was stale. And all we needed to change that up just a little bit, even if the there's no even booking differences, yeah, there's there was no nothing changes that was, nothing on the changed. show except for fans being back mm-hmm. and the energy is just so much better. Yeah, already. I'm very excited to see how Monday goes because. SmackDown's better than Raw anyway. Yeah. So having the fans show up on SmackDown first was probably their best bet because it made it that much better. So like on Monday when we have to go over all of the Raw shit, like I'm very interested to see how the fans react to Alexa Bliss or Drew McIntyre or like anybody at this point. We have money in the bank before we have the live crowd at uh, Raw, but I'm very excited to see... I don't even know. I think people are just going to be hype as hell for everybody because it's just, it's the electric energy. Like, that's all it is. And I, I'm thinking everybody is just going to be so hyped for the first few weeks. Yeah, and we did have one more Thunderdome show, which was Monday Night Raw. Yes. The last show of the Thunderdome era. It's over, guys. It's over. No more weird piped-in fan noise. No more <sighs> I screens. hated that so much. The piped-in fan noise was fine during the matches, but it didn't make any sense when they were doing backstage promos. Like, 
turn the yeah. audio down. It was really distracting, really annoying. Uh, but we had one more. We gave Xavier Woods a win over Bobby Lashley. Yeah, we did. On the last ever Thunderdome. Show. Yeah, and good for Lashley because that dude at the end of it, like, he looked like he was just in doubt and he was embarrassed and, like, he, he played that so well. Yeah, he sold it incredibly well. We started off Raw with Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley. Yes. And, I mean, the fact, I mean, it was a great match because these two guys can work mm-hmm. and they work well together, but Xavier Woods pins Bobby Lashley, yeah. the WWE champion, cleanly. And after the match, Bobby's just standing there in astonishment like, what on earth just happened? Yeah, and then he left. Leaves. Leaves the Thunderdome. Leaves the Thunderdome. Like, later MVP is uh, doing a backstage promo, and the interviewer comes up, and it's like, oh, it's rumored that Bobby Lashley is leaving. And MVP's like, yeah, he needs some time to cool down. Like, everything's fine. Like, he's fine. Everything's fine. It's 8.45. The show started at 8 o'clock, and he just, he's leaving? Listen, I said this a few weeks ago about the Mysterios. They were leaving at, like, 8.30 on the show. And, you know, some of these guys, they can just, they can leave, and it's okay. Yeah. But Bobby Lashley leaves. He does come back later on. Um, We had MVP kind of scrambling in, like, a not a, like, he doesn't seem worried, but you can tell something's going on with Bobby. And what Kofi and Xavier Woods have been saying these last few weeks got to him. Oh, yeah. It was the, you're getting soft, you know, all these, you know, all the the nice ladies always there, the champagne, the couches, the chilling backstage. He's not, none of this was what the Hurt Business was. Exactly. Which is what He's kicked all scary. this off. scary. Exactly. Until the end of the show, Bobby Lashley returns, MVP is in the ring with the nice ladies, with the couches, with all of the champagne, they welcome Bobby Lashley back disheveled. Yeah, he his like was it his shirt like not buttoned right or the like tie was down. Was, yeah, it was a no whole mess. Jacket. Disheveled is the best word for it. And he comes out and he does not want the ladies anymore. No, this dude doesn't want any of it anymore. Nope. He picked up a fucking couch. I'll tell you what. <laughs> So there's two couches. There was like the big couch and there was a love seat. Either way, he, he manhandled that love seat. He threw that love seat yeah, out of the ring easy. with the ease that Roman Reigns threw Dominic Mysterio out of the ring. He kind of went for the big couch and yeah, then he thought better of it. That. Yeah, he didn't have he that didn't one. He didn't have that one. Uh, but he still like threw it around in, in the ring, not out of the ring. But also, this man just turned 45 years old. Yeah. There's not a there's nothing about him that makes him look more than 35. Mm-mm. And he is 45 years old, absolutely peaking. This is the best he's ever been. And he comes out and he tells MVP he is done with the bullshit. Yeah, which is great. And, like, that's something that Kofi kept saying. Well, Kofi and Xavier kept saying to him. But when Kofi and Xavier were having their backstage promo, they were like, oh, you know, is this what's going to happen on Sunday? Because we have Kofi and uh, Kofi and Bobby Lashley lined up for Sunday for Money in the Bank. And Sarah's like, oh, is this what we should expect? And Kofi's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Can we talk about how Xavier just won real quick? And then when they got done doing that, Xavier's like, no, we got to talk about how Kofi's going to win. I love the New Day. 
I Good. love how they, they're they so supportive yeah. of each other, and it's so great, and they're sitting there saying the nice ladies are making Bobby soft, and the MVP is making Bobby soft, and then we find out some interesting information about one of those nice ladies. Yeah, so, uh, I forget her name. The shout blonde? Out, shout out to her, whoever <laughs> she is. The blonde nice lady. Mm-hmm. So this, this Raw was taped last week. Uh, it was the last Thunderdome show. So it was a pre-recorded show. This lady appears on Raw as a nice lady, as she's been doing for weeks. Yeah, she, they've been Bob, what is it, Lashley's lovely ladies or something for, for weeks uh, now. I call them the nice ladies. I That's know. what they are. And she appears on that show and then simultaneously is on AEW. Mm-hmm. Having her debut AEW match, pulling yeah. an old school Rick Rude. Yeah. Appearing on both shows, same night. Guarantee we don't see her again. No. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We're not going to see any of the nice ladies again, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's over. Especially with, we were talking about this the other day where we were like, are they so going to be around when it comes, when touring comes back? And then with this outcome of Raw and him kicking the ladies out, I don't think that they're going to be back. But... So that makes sense for her to have her debut on AEW, but at the same point, this happened on Monday, AEW was on Wednesday, that was the same week she showed up. No, no, it was, it was Monday. It was Monday? Yeah, she was on the AEW, um, was it oh, AEW the Dark? Oh, yeah. the Dark, yeah, AEW Dark, that's right, that's on Monday. She was on both shows, her name is Kelsey Heather. Yeah, same day, same time. Historic. Hilarious. She's gonna be a trivia question for the next 10 years to come, uh, and, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, good for her. And, yeah, the the Lashley Lady era mm-hmm. is over. We have real wants-to-hurt-you Bobby Lashley. Yeah, at the end of that, he said he was going to tear Kofi in half to retain his title. Yeah, And, him. like, he hopes that Kofi's ready to fight for his life, and, and he's going to. Like, the thing about it is, Kofi and Xavier brought this on themselves. Yeah. They yeah. could have they could have waited a couple weeks mm-hmm. and then been like, see, you're soft, you lost the title. No. Kofi Kingston's going to get his ass kicked on Sunday. Yeah. Is my prediction. Yeah, Bobby's going to retain. And yeah. And the rumors are that one William Goldberg plans on making his return. Can't wait. Because everybody, you know, everybody wants Lashley and Lesnar. So why don't we get... (laughs) So Vince is like, you know what? I'll give you Lashley Goldberg. How about that? Well, Goldberg has one more match in his contract, so hopefully this is the last match because we don't we don't need Goldberg. No, but it's, I I do see that it's a cool win for Lashley to have on this like reign. Yes. But also, I don't want to see it. Yes. But also, it's gonna be like five minutes, so I don't care because like Goldberg I can't go more than five minutes. Well, yeah. SummerSlam's gonna be a stacked card. I can't wait. It's going to be a very stacked card, but we got to keep moving We got to get through Money in the Bank first. Yeah, we had Alexis Playground. Yes, she had Monday special well. guests. Special guests, the uh, the one and only Eva Marie and her friend were on uh, Alexis Playground. Which is hilarious because Dewdrop was actually the only one that was invited, and then Eva just shows up. Well, you know. Which Alexa tells her because apparently, well not apparently, when Alexa was talking... Eva cuts her off and was like, are you going to introduce us? Because Alexa's already going on a tangent about how she's going to win money in the bank. So then she's like, oh, yeah, this is Dewdrop, and asks Dewdrop questions and tells Dewdrop that she loves her name, and they start saying Dewdrop, Dewdrop, Dewdrop. And Eva's like, stop it. 
Which I also did agree with Eva because I hate the name Dewdrop. We don't have to keep saying it. Like, yeah. we're not doing this. Get Stop saying it. So then Alexa is eventually like, Eva, you weren't even invited. Like, just Dewdrop was and you're the, the bonus guest. And then... That's exactly what Eva Marie is. She is a bonus to this show, to this brand, to this company. Yeah, well, she didn't seem happy with that title. No. Because then she got up and she was saying that the evolution deserves better than this and better than this dingy playground. And it's not even dingy, which is the fucked up part. Like it's, it looks fine. It looks <laughs> like there's nothing dingy about the playground. It looks like creepy, but like it's fine. It's not, it doesn't even look creepy. I mean, like, it kind of does. I feel like... Like I probably wouldn't let my kid play at it. Well, I mean... You know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. If Alexa, but like Alexa Bliss, you look at her, you don't think like, oh, this is just a creepy girl. When she does super, I mean, it depends on her makeup, stu- exactly. But I feel like they're kind of pulling back on that mm-hmm. because she's not really coming out as creepy, like in her entrance. Yeah, she's very sweet sounding, very playful on the playground. She still kind of is into this mind control thing, but it, they've yeah, the, really pulled back hard. The like on sweetness the is also like a. Like, why are you being like that, bro? Well, yeah, because she had she had that association with the fiend. Yeah, but they've really completely pulled back from that. So I don't know if I'm very curious about Raw for many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is how will the crowd react to Alexa Bliss? Yeah, I'm excited to see that because I would. I mean, we'll talk about and Nikki Cross, but Nikki Cross especially because I adore Nikki Cross. I, I've always loved her, and I think she is one of those like underdogs where like the fans love her, but the like Vince McMahon doesn't really see it yet. But like maybe he's starting to see it now with Nikki. Okay, so speaking of Nikki Cross, we have the Fatal Four Ray, which she's also Nikki Ash now. Yeah, we gotta get we that gotta right. we gotta get into Nikki that. Ash. Nikki Ash, almost superhero. Yes, um, I do love that. Like in backstage promos, people are like, "Oh my god, you're a superhero!" And she's like, "No, no, no, no. I'm almost, almost a superhero." Almost. Which, like, when does she become it? I don't know. But how about when Riddle was like, "That means you can fly," and she's like, "No, I can't fly yet." And then, like in the Fatal Four Way, she's flying off the top of a rope, and we're like, "She can fly!" Uh, so Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss versus Naomi versus Asuka. All four of these women are the Raw women in Money in a Bank. So while this match is happening, Eva and Dewdrop just start walking down the ramp. No music, no intro. They're just watching. And then Alexa goes to attack Eva, and Eva starts yelling at Dewdrop, or to Dewdrop, and Dewdrop defends Eva and attacks Alexa, throwing her over the barricade. But then instead of just like leaving, Eva goes to look over the barricade, and she's like, Where's Lexi? Where's Lexi? Because she's gone, but the match is still happening. And we don't see Alexa Bliss for the rest of this match. No. She's just gone. So, yeah. This answered one of my questions yes, from did. last week, however, because we asked, what happens for Dewdrop mm-hmm. when somebody gets in Eva Marie's face? And we found out. Yeah. Because Alexa Bliss gets in Eva Marie's face and Dewdrop handles it. Yeah, she did. Removes Alexa Bliss literally, literally from the equation. And so now begs the question of, does, Drew, does Dewdrop care about... Eve Marie or is it 
just like a bodyguard situation? Is it a like if anyone's going to kick your ass, I'm going to kick your ass? I feel like else will it's that. like a big sister, little sister kind of thing. Like, I who's feel the like big sister. I feel like right now, Dewdrop. It's two of the things. Like Dewdrop is a bodyguard figure for Eva, and then it's also like. No, 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 you're not, like, I'll defend her because I want to kick her ass. But I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have Dewdrop and Eva fight at all. Because, like, the rest, the writers on Raw just, they're so unpredictable at this point. Yeah, and, like, true. not in a good way unpredictable. Yeah. You know, so, like, who knows? But the best thing to come out of this was Nikki Ash pins Asuka. So Nikki got that win in this match. And, you know, so that's exciting i'm excited to see what happens when nikki wins things in front of the crowd yeah she has been my pick for money in the bank for Mm -hmm. a couple weeks now i'm starting to not go that route because of smackdown uh but we'll get into that uh because we had rhea versus natty for whatever reason for whatever reason and rhea wins for whatever reason look she's the champ oh oh we had nia Rhea versus Natty because on Monday before Raw, it was announced on Twitter by Sonya Deville that Natty is going to be in yeah, that was after Money Raw. in the Bank. It was before Raw, and then they started talking about it before Natty goes out to the ring, and Natty was like, I'm the best, and that's why I'm in this match, and then she has to go face the champion because now she's in Money in the Bank. And You know what? Let's jump. Let's jump into something. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, we're gonna jump fine. over. So Sonya Deville had two more spots to fill for the SmackDown mm-hmm. Women's Money in the Bank, and does it both on Twitter for some reason. Announces both via Twitter. We don't see her at all on SmackDown or Adam Pearce. There's no huh. there's no authority on SmackDown. Yeah, I didn't all. even realize that. So she announces on Twitter that Natalia and Tamina mm-hmm. are going to be the last two women in your Women's Money in the Bank. So that so just like that with no. No, nothing. No fanfare. No qualifying match. Nothing. Just a random Twitter announcement. Your SmackDown women's Money in the Bank competitors are Zelina Vega, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Tamina. Mm-hmm. Swell. Yeah. Why'd we bring up Shotzi and, and Knox? You bring up Shotzi and Tegan Knox. I'm, I just don't like the Knox thing. I know. It's hard. It's annoying. We're... We're still advertising Tony Storm. Rumor has it it's next week that she's going to be back. Well, yeah, they announced next week Tony Storm. Yeah, so you have these three women that you pulled up, and yet we're putting Natty and Tamina in the Money in the Bank. Correct. Whatever. So Natty gets a championship match out of the, or a, a match against the champion out of this, not for the championship, just against the champion out of this. And of course, the champion wins because it's. Natty and and Rhea, and then Charlotte ambushes Rhea. Cool. Great. Can't wait to see their match for the 100th time on Money in the Bank. Yeah. Can't wait. Really looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what else I'm looking forward to? All sarcasm in my voice. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, I see what's next. I don't think you were that excited for it. (laughs) Drew and Jinder. I'm actually low-key excited for it because I like Jinder. Yeah, I know. I, but, I'm not, so I'm comes, not his biggest fan. Jinder's back with his motorcycle that looks a little too small for him, but it's okay. But I fa- we found out it's custom made. So he had it custom made this size. Yay. Jinder. 
<laughs> redo the measurements, bud. I don't know what's going on there. But so Ginger comes in on his motorcycle again, back to back weeks. He's on this motorcycle. Um, and he's got Drew's sword mm-hmm. that was one of Loch Ness's teeth or something. Yeah, whatever. So Ginger with his two friends, Shanky and the other one. Veer. Veer. They, they bring out <laughs> Drew's sword. Mm-hmm. They've refurbished it. Yeah, hooray! Turns out, instead of refurbishing it, they actually broke it in half. Right. Because that's not different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Drew's backstage, tells stories about Icarus. Mm-hmm. He tells stories about that's not the real sword. He has the real sword with him, but, which is stupid because he literally says, yes. why would I bring the real sword to Raw? And then, and then he, then he pulls brought it the out. real sword to Raw. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so. What? He's like, that's a replica. You know, it's not a replica. This motorcycle. And then he just starts like literally tearing it apart by his hands. Yeah. Why did the motorcycle sound like it was made of like plastic? Because it probably was. I don't, whatever it was, <laughs> I don't, I don't because, care. Because wrestling is fake. Like we can have a Drew Jinder feud. Without this. Without destroying each other's things yeah well you, you know have what? like experience with one another yeah and gender is in the ring while all this is taking place and drew is backstage destroying gender's motorcycle and for some reason gender stays in the ring instead of just like i don't know running to the back all three of them stayed in the ring run to the back yeah Stop him from destroying your, like, precious custom motorcycle. I, I don't even know. know what this sets up because Ginger's not in Money in the Bank. Drew is. Yeah. So we're not going to see this, like... Well, this I think this is going to be because Drew's not winning Money in the Bank, hopefully. Oh, God, no. I love hopefully. Drew. Drew's great. Yes. I don't want him to win Money in the Bank. No. I don't even want him to be in this match. I know. So hopefully he does not win, and then that leaves him like, a feud for after Money in the Bank. Because they're on Raw, so, like, they need that feud set up for Monday. I guess, but... Another person that's in Money in the Bank, John Morrison. The Flood Stud, as he's calling himself now. He's, he's he, too much. He can't stop thinking of cool names to call himself. Yo, he came out and said, Surprise Splash Holes. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That shit was and so it, funny. And it made me laugh. And... So he's Johnny Drip Drip, he's the Flood Stud, he's the most moist sea yeah, superstar. I just don't get it. He li- This man is like 43 years old. He's going through some shit, bro. And he is going through <laughs> one of the all-time midlife crises that we've ever seen. Um, but it's entertaining, so I guess that's okay. He is crazy entertaining. He's hitting like this stride. Of, For real, when like, he said surprise splash holes and just started squirting... Um, who was it? it was riddle and ricochet with the dripsticks i was like crying i was why is this so funny it's right so, now it has no right to be as entertaining as it is but it is and yeah we get ricochet and john morrison mm-hmm. and it's a false count anywhere match because ricochet kept getting because well, both ricochet of them keeps getting counted out yeah but both of them would get counted out in their matches i mean ricochet got counted out in every one of them but there were yeah. times that they both got counted out uh, Ricochet wins, like, pretty solid match. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, and Ricochet puts Morrison through the ladder. Uh, we do have to talk about something that was also very perfect throughout this match. Because once again, The Miz was trying to, like, distract Ricochet and oh, get yes. in the way yeah. of Ricochet. 
and Riddle comes scooting down on a scooter, riding down the ramp, right up to the last time he did this, he then chased the Miz around. While the Miz is in his wheelchair, he chased him around the ring. This time he came up behind the Miz, grabbed the back of the Miz's wheelchair and put him down on his back. And the Miz was literally sitting there like a turtle on his back, could not get up. Very funny. It was so funny. So funny. And then at the end of the match, Ricochet and Riddle left. Nobody helped the Miz up. Well, why would you? <laughs> like, Riddle or Morrison's like threw a ladder over on the other side and everybody just left and poor Miz is just laying there on his back, can't even fend for himself. Like the weird thing is, so you had all the Raw women that are in the Money in the Bank ladder match face off against each other mm-hmm. on Raw. You had all the SmackDown women in a different form or fashion. We'll get to that. Interact with each other. Mm-hmm. On the SmackDown side, you had the Fatal 4-Way with all the men on the SmackDown side. This was three of the four men on the Raw side. Yes. Interacting with one another. Drew McIntyre is in his own separate world. Mm-hmm. Doing his own separate thing. Yeah, why is he in this match? Why is... It just... It, he feels out of place. Like, yeah. I look at that match graphic and it doesn't... It just doesn't look right that he's in it. Yeah. Because he has other shit going on. And... Like, I... Uh, I don't I know. I wonder if, like, they wanted to put Randy on it, but, like, Randy's been MIA. So, like, what's he on vacation or something this week? Like, or the I don't last know few what weeks? Randy's doing. Like, he's literally been MIA for the last, like, two ish weeks. So, like, I wonder if maybe they wanted to put Randy in it, but Randy's not here. Or if, I don't know. Like, why Drew is in it makes no sense other than just filling a spot, but they could have done that with anybody. Like, we have AJ Styles and Omos going against Ivar and Eric. Any of those four guys could have been in it if we were throwing somebody random in it. Well, I mean, AJ would have made sense. Yeah, AJ was one of the contenders. Yeah. You know, like, it could have been it could have been anybody else if we're just going to have Drew still doing his own random shit. And instead, AJ gets to feud with the, war, the I'm sorry, the Viking Raiders. Yes. They're not the War Raiders. No. They're the Viking Raiders. And we get of, um, AJ Styles versus Ivar. Yes. Cool. Ivar beats AJ Styles. Great. Yeah, that was weird. Then we get Omos versus Eric. Omos destroys Eric. Yeah. Literally just throwing him up and down like a fucking ragdoll. And then we get uh, the announcement that it is Viking Raiders versus Omos and AJ at Money in the Bank for the tag titles. Yeah. And you know what? This also answered one of my questions because I wanted to know what Omos was going to be like in the ring. And we weren't sure if he was going to ever fight in the ring. And this was his first singles match. Solid. Yeah, it was good. Like the guy is massive. He's got personality Mm -hmm. and he can actually move. Yeah. Like Kali had one of those things of the three. Yeah. Great Kali could, great Kali could be big. Mm -hmm. He couldn't move. He had no personality. Omos checks all three of those boxes. I don't know what you do with him. Yeah. Aside from, like, eventually maybe have him, like, squash AJ. But. Yeah, because they're not, they can't save the tag team, like, forever. No, I mean, they don't even have their tag team license. I don't even know how they're (laughs) allowed to be doing this. Uh, And then you have Sheamus here. Sheamus has been U.S. champion for a while now and has never defended said U.S. championship. Yeah, there's, like, an asterisk next to that for a while now. Because yeah, he has I mean, a broken been... face. He can't wrestle. Okay, so normal rules yes. would have you relinquish said title, which mm-hmm. Adam Pierce brings up t- to Seamus. He's saying, oh, I saw that you got my voicemail. Yeah, Seamus' nose is broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, legit had his nose broken yeah. by, I believe, Humberto Carrillo. 
Yeah, or Ricochet. It was during a match with the two of It was Umberto. And Sheamus has not wrestled since, Mm-mm. but he's going to wrestle tonight. Yeah, because it was either defend your title or relinquish it. And Sheamus beats up Humberto backstage mm-hmm. and then easily squashes Humberto in the ring, fulfills his obligation, defends the championship. And then now it looks like we're setting up Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Yeah, because for some reason Damian Priest was backstage when Damian Priest for all some reason happening. has been in backstage segments for like the last yeah. month. It's like they're like it was like they put him in a timeout after he hurt the Miz. It is. And now they're yeah. like slowly bringing him back into it. They're like, oh, remember that? Which guy? is funny because like they, so if you go by like the, they put him in timeout for hurting the Miz, they're now going to put him in the ring with a guy that's hurt? Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That somebody else hurt. Yeah. But yeah. Either, either way. I don't Damian know. Damian Priest is fine in that role. There's two pretty big guys yeah. going and against each other. And he scared Sheamus enough to, like, Sheamus ran away like a little baby. Yeah, like, I feel like this is... A good. It's better than obviously not being on the show at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a solid spot for Damian Priest because he's lost all the momentum that he has. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if the fans react to him at all on Monday. Uh, but we're gonna move to NXT because NXT had some stuff going on. Yeah, NXT was great this week. I mean, NXT is great for the most part anyway. Mm-hmm. But this week we did have a lot of random things happening that we were just like, oh shit! Like when Mandy Rose showed up. Yeah. We Mandy, were like, what the hell is she doing here? Mandy Rose went from having a segment on Raw. Yeah. Where it looked like her and Mandy were going to face no, her Maddie and, and Dana. Dana. Her and Dana. I'm sorry. <laughs> I the they same just thing. like, they're almost interchangeable, but Mandy is so much better. But Mandy is down in NXT. Nobody explains why. No. She just watches Gigi Dolan versus Saray, mm-hmm. which was wild. So because wild. Because Saray. This match was like, it went from, okay, it's happening, to holy shit, what's going on. Yeah. For, like, it just, so quickly. Like, uh, honestly, I'm, like, still scared that Saray did kill Gigi. She, if she didn't kill her, she attempted to. Yeah, that kick was, like... Saray beats Gigi Dolan. This yeah. was, like, her real first, like, NXT, um, I guess, like, match yeah. for Gigi. Well, yes. And Mandy was just, like, she just came out during part of it like halfway through she just comes out and she's just standing there and it's no music weird. no n- nothing like no explanation hands on at hips, all just like yeah just faces. watching yeah. and then as soon as the match is over she just like nods and she's like a okay type nod and then just turns around and walks away and then later we see online that when she came back in through the curtain she's like i'm back and like now mandy rose is full-time nxt Oh, yeah, and we saw on this show, Aaliyah dumps Robert Stonebrand, and Aaliyah is apparently coming up to either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And so it looks like we had, like, a weird trade Yeah. of Mandy Rose for Aaliyah, which doesn't make any sense to me, because Aaliyah has been in NXT for, like, six years, mm-hmm. and no offense to Aaliyah, she's done nothing. Yeah. And that's not on her. That's on the booking of NXT. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing with her. And now all of a sudden we're going to bump her up and we're going to bring Mandy back down. But like Mandy was in a tag team. So what happens with Dana now? Honestly, honestly though. Yeah. Who cares? I know. <laughs> that's a shame. But who knows? And you know what else though? When they pulled up uh, Shotzi, Shotzi was in a tag team with Ember. Yep. And 
Ember has a match on NXT. So it was Xia Lee, or it was Ember and Dakota, and then Dakota beats Ember, and Xia Lee comes out and just goes right at Raquel and just stands there saying that she wants that title. So I'm into Xia Lee. Yeah. I think it's a very cool character. Talking about how we just discussed Damian Priest was punished for hurting the Miz. Mm-hmm. Xia Lee legitimately knocked Mercedes Martinez out cold. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. And we're bumping her up to the women's championship on the next day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. The, the problem I had, and I love Raquel Gonzalez, been a big Raquel Gonzalez fan for a while Yeah, from now. like day one, I feel like. And she is a tall girl. Mm-hmm. By, like on her own. She was obviously wearing heels. Oh, yeah, that height difference between her and Xia Lee was just like, it, it looked unfair. Guys, what are we doing? It looked like that was going to be an unfair match. How do you not stop Raquel Gonzalez before she goes out and be like, flats? Yeah, <laughs> something. What do you do? Like, she already towers over everyone in NXT. Xia Lee is kind of short anyway. Yeah, and but now, you could say the same thing about last week with Charlotte. Why did they let Charlotte come out with crutches in heels? Again, I don't know. Listen, wear whatever <laughs> you want, ladies. I don't care. But this looked so stupid. Yeah, because it made Zaya look very small. It made it look like uh, Raquel was going to have an unfair advantage. What's it, yeah, it's just it looked insane how mm-hmm. much bigger Raquel looked than Zaya Lee. And again, like Zaya Lee, I'm... You know, I would prefer if she doesn't knock these people out clean. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it, because Ailee's been, they've been doing these, like, vignettes with her for months now, mm-hmm. so it's nice that she's actually getting something to do. I'm curious to see when that's going to be, because we we set up a lot of things for, like, next week and like, coming up after that, so I'm curious to see when Raquel versus Ailee is going to be, because I don't know if that's going to be just on a regular NXT or if that's going to be on a, the next, like, pay-per-view. Yeah, and then they're also setting up... Um, the Diamond Mine. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're setting up a Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong, old Undisputed Buds. Yeah. Uh, we had Malcolm Bivens in the Diamond Mine backstage. Kyle O'Reilly, or I'm not sorry, I'm sorry, Bobby Fish comes in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wants some smoke. And Roddy's ready to give it to him, but instead we're going to have, I honestly forget his name, another Diamond Mine guy. <laughs> Uh, comes out and he's gonna face Bobby Fish, gets the win over Bobby yeah. Fish. And yeah, I mean, I like Malcolm Bivens a lot. I think he's gonna be a cool manager. The Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, Undisputed era wrinkle is fun. Yeah, I'm not sure where they go from there. Uh, we also had Bronson Reed come out in the middle of an Adam Cole promo. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Thought Bronson Reed was getting called up. Maybe not. Maybe they're setting up Bronson Reed and Adam Cole. And then we had our main event. Yeah. Carrying Cross versus Johnny Gargano. And Samoan Joseph is our referee for this match. And all throughout the night, he is going up to Carrying Cross, explaining the rules. Going to Johnny Gargano, explaining the rules. Two completely different reactions to those rules being explained. That was so perfect because his rules were very simple. It was, I'm the ref. You're going to listen to me. Uh You know, basically, if I tell you to get off the ropes, you get off the ropes. And if you don't, there will be consequences. And Karrion Cross is such like, I'm the champion. You're just a ref. 
go sit down. I do what the fuck I want. Yeah. I don't need you to come in here and explain the rules to me. I make my own rules. <laughs> and then you have Johnny <laughs> and Candace and Austin Theory backstage just chanting for Joe. Like, hey, bud. They go, like, he comes in and they literally start the chant. Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe, and it's so great. It's and so funny. He's like, all right, I have rules. And Johnny's like, okay, what are your rules? Oh, yeah, of course I'm going to follow your rules. Yep, you're the ref. That's right. And, like, Johnny Gorgano is a little angel baby. The way is so funny. And unfortunately for Johnny. I love that he kept calling where he was talking about, like, the Mysterios being a father-son tag team and saying how he should be a father-son tag team, but that man is not his son. That man's his son. <laughs> yes, he is. Austin Theory is Johnny Gargano's son. That's canon. That's how this works. Oh, this and, shit's so funny. Uh, great match. Unfortunately for Johnny. Yeah. Gets absolutely brutally murdered. Yeah, he got destroyed. To end this match. This match went a while. Mm-hmm. And Johnny got in some good offense. Yeah. But the it was last, a good match. The last two minutes of this match was Johnny getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. And then when Carrie Ann wins this match, he does not stop destroying Johnny, which then means that Samoan Joseph needs to get involved. Yep. And that didn't go all that well for Samoa Joe. No, because throughout the match, Carrie Ann Cross wanted to introduce some different items to help mm-hmm. hurt Johnny. Samoa Joe does not, you know doesn't play games yeah. he's there to be a ref and he did so and carrying cross proceeds to choke out samoa joe puts him right to sleep yeah i don't know what we're doing here me neither but i keep seeing people like oh my god does this mean that Simone joe is going to get the nxt championship and blah 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 i'm like oh my god what wishful thinking that is but you can't just tease this no and they've been teasing Samoa, first of all, every single week mm-hmm. since Joe's been back. Him and Pete Dunn oh, have been my. so close to kissing. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, get, yeah, they are basically nose-to-nose touching while they're doing their stare-downs. Not a word has been said between the two of them. No, it's actually super It makes intriguing. it way better. Yeah. Because it's so... Like, the first time that they did that, when Samoa Joe came back on NXT, and when... Pete Dunn walked up to him. That was the first thing I said. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know how bad I wanted a match between those two until this moment. And now we keep seeing them just stare at each other and just have this very like... <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so close. Yeah, and they, like, there's so much like heat. Yes, like it's... Oh, I want that match. I want that match so bad. Like, we ended NXT with Karrion Cross choking out Joe. Yeah. Where do we go from here? I don't know. I'm excited to see. I mean, we're definitely going to watch NXT next week because we do have a couple of things set up for next week. Um, I'm sure they'll tell us when Zaylee and Raquel will be happening. I'm sure they'll tell us when Bronson Reed and Adam Cole will be happening. So we have nothing left to do but to wait. We'll, have, we'll probably have Candace and Austin attending Johnny's funeral. It's sad. Indy as well. Indy again, so close to getting her... You know, her oh, moment remember, with Dexter Loomis remember and Remember how Dexter, like, carried her or saved her from falling and, like, carried her out? So she came out and did the same thing and carried him out, but then she fell because she's not that strong. Yeah. But, like, it's okay because they almost kissed before, you know. And then Candace Before comes mom out and, Candace yeah. came out and ruined it. Mom doesn't want it. 
It's so funny. And then that leads us to AEW. Yes. Fighter Fest night one. Night one. And my man, John Moxley, defends his IWGP US Championship against Carl Anderson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, good for us. Winner. Moxley wins because he's the best in the world. And uh, then we set up for next week for uh fighter fest night two will be a texas death match between john moxley and lance archer so yeah we had lance archer backstage uh doing a promo about how they did this in new japan Mm -hmm. and he wants to do it again yes lance archer wants to face dean (laughs) wants to face (laughs) dean ambrose he wants to face john moxley for the iwgp u.s championship and he wants it to be a texas death match yeah John Moxley answers later on. Very Dr. Susie. I love John Moxley so much. It was, what was it? You're, you're Texas born, Texas fed. Next week you'll be Texas dead. Yeah, you were. Just, I can't believe you remember that. I was, <laughs> you don't know how, like, I was into that. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. You were yeah. so hype about it. John Moxley's it. a rapper now. Um, John yeah. Moxley's the best. I feel bad. Renee's probably so upset that he's just out here ready to kill himself when he just became a dad like two weeks ago. But I was like, like, like a month, but still. John Moxley. One, he's bald now. Yeah, like, completely shaved his head. Like, before he had, like, shaved his head, but now he's, like, Mr. Clean shaved his head. He's getting dad bod. Listen, his wife does nothing but cook. Of course he's getting dad bod. I know, and it looks like John does nothing but eat. Yeah, leave him alone. Listen, it doesn't affect his in-ring performance. No, he won it. He's the best, and you need to shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't ever. Andrade's backstage. Andrade uh, gets subtitled. Kind of pissed about it. Yo, that was so weird, but also kind of thankful about it, because sometimes I don't understand what Andrade's well, saying. It was weird, though, because I felt like we were under the impression that it was live, but we're obviously not live because yes. we have subtitles. And he's going to call out the Death Triangle, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen in a minute because Ray Phoenix has been injured. Yes, and Pac's been doing his own thing uh, with um, the championship. We have Penta has been... I mean, last week he was in uh, a match... With him and Eddie Kingston, they've been teaming together. But we do know Bray Phoenix is cleared now. Mm-hmm. So if Andrade wants to go against Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix, he's got to have company. Yeah. Can't just be him. You think so, he's going to have a buddy? I don't know. No. I don't <laughs> I don't think what you're insinuating is going to be oh, the case. Oh, you want it so bad. I think Buddy Murphy, I said this when he got released, his best option would be to go to Impact. Yeah. He would. He could be a main event guy on Impact. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a main event guy on AEW. Although, guys beefing it up. Yeah, we said this, I think, last week, that he's just... He went from, like, cruiserweight to looking like he ate a cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting what happens with Andrade. And then we had uh, Cody Rhodes calls out Malachi Black. Cody Rhodes in all white, very upset that Arn... Got his head kicked off last week. You don't kick an old man yeah. in the face, at least, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, Miro basically killed Jake the Snake and also killed his snake. I know, so... where was Cody then? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, uh, I don't know about all that, Cody Rhodes. So, Malachi Black shows up on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, lights go out and he's in the ring. Yeah. They start brawling. Malachi, and Malachi Black, Black is, is all black. Black against the all white yeah. Cody Rhodes. Very cool. Very like aesthetically pleasing. Yes. And so that's obviously something they're going to be building up. But it's literally the same 
fucking character. Yeah. It is. Like, even that, like... The dark backstage the, promo. Yes, it had smoke behind him. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. And, yeah, so that... We had the uh, Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes, that's being set up. A lot of stuff being set up mm-hmm. on this show, including Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Yes. Years in the making. Mm-hmm. We're finally going through with it. Uh, with the Dark Order, and we set this up as the Elite comes down and they just want to shit on Hangman. Hangman got a huge pop mm-hmm. when he came out, and they're talking about how Hangman fears failure, and, I mean, Hangman's talked about that. They call him a drunk, you know, kind of mean, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Hangman knocks out whichever buck it was. I'm never going to get them right. I know. I don't even... It's like Usos. They don't even look alike, which is the crazy part, but I'll never understand what's going on. Well, remember the one time I was... I think it was when they were going against uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I literally, during the match, looked them up to figure out who was who, and I was like, all right, I got this. I know which one's which. I don't even remember their fucking names now. Well, they're Matt and Nick. Yeah, don't know. You do prefer one over I the do. Other. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Kenny this comes out... Life. And we're going to set up a match where it's going to be the Dark Order and Hangman Page mm-hmm. versus Kenny and the Young Bucks. I don't know which two of the Dark Order we're picking. That hasn't been discussed. Uh, but they're fighting for tag titles or tag title shots for two of the Dark Order against the Young Bucks mm-hmm. and a title shot for Hangman versus Kenny Omega. So, I mean, I feel like that's the obvious route we've been going. Yeah. Uh, but the whole thing was, does Hangman have the confidence to not only put his chance for an opportunity of a title shot on the line, is he okay with putting the Dark Order's chances in his hands? Like, I feel like he's going to be like, yeah, I'm the best and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Kenny Omega's going to win. So like, it, doesn't <laughs> matter. it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, he shouldn't do it. I know. It's just like that, like, lull Cena wins kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, Kenny's going to win. It doesn't matter what happens. There's like... a reason Kenny has four championships on his body. I know. And he's, and he's supposed to be defending one of those tonight against Sammy Callahan uh, at Slammiversary. And, yeah, I mean, we're gonna, we're, we've are gonna we been setting up Kenny versus Hangman for a while now. Uh, we also had Jericho backstage. He's going to start his, his journey, the trials of Jericho. I love chris jericho and i know that that's like a hot take because some people are you're really on one side or the other yeah and like i'm really on the side of chris jericho his voice is so annoying to me it is it is so annoying but i love him that's okay you take that side i'll take the mjf side yeah but like we set up yeah but sean spears (laughs) yeah sean spears is gonna face chris jericho and the stipulation is that sean spears can use a chair yeah chris jericho cannot yeah so like that'll be fun and then we also set up uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Nyla Rose. Yeah, man. Britt Baker's killing it. Yeah, she is. She's absolutely killing it. And she's just on this level where she needs... AEW needs to get their marketing department Yeah. fully behind Britt Baker. I agree with that. Strap a rocket to this girl's back mm-hmm. and just send her to the moon. Yeah. Because she's absolutely killing it. And she deserves to be just in as much... Like, we were... This is not a accurate statistic for how popular someone is. 
But we went on Britt Baker's Instagram. Yeah. She has like less than 250,000 followers. Yeah, I know. And you are not happy. She should have way more than that. Yeah. This coming from a guy who follows nobody. I don't follow. Yeah, I don't follow <laughs> anyone on Instagram. So <laughs> He's I don't mad care that other enough. people don't have enough followers. But like you look at like Carmella who has like over 2 million followers. Yeah. And she's not. I mean, I love Carmella. She's great. Yeah, but she's not Britt Baker. She's not Britt Baker. Yeah. Britt Baker should have. Like, she's one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. She's hitting her stride. She's getting better every single week. Like, the promo she, she had this week was awesome. She is the best in AEW, right? Would you say? Female? Female. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she has she has an argument that she's just the best talent they have, period. Um, I'm sorry, John Moxley's on that. I know, but still. <laughs> and, it, like, we talked about this, too. She's a fucking dentist. Yes, like... I think this is the thing that gets you that other people keep forgetting as well, where it's like she's not just the face of AEW as the the female champion and she's like this dominating wrestler. Yeah. That's by night. By day, she's a fucking dentist, like a real dentist, yeah, like, like owns her own, uh, maybe, I don't know if she actually has her own practice, but practices as a dentist and it's closed on the days that she's wrestling and then the next day so she can recover. Like this lady is a dentist. Could you imagine watching AEW and watching this champion and being like, oh shit, that's my dentist. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like her gimmick is Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Yeah, but she, she really is, is Dr. that. Dr. Brittany Baker DMD. Yes. In real life, and I feel like the world should know that mm-hmm. there is a female wrestler who is the champion of the second largest promotion in the world. Whether you want to AEW, New Japan, I don't care. Mm-hmm. AEW is the second biggest promotion in the world, and she's also a dentist. Yeah. I just I feel like there's I know, something you can't you cannot wrap your hand, head around that. No, I just I can't wrap my head around how she's not a bigger star yet. Yeah. Because she should be. Yeah, she should. She's amazing. Now, the last thing that we should talk about for uh, AEW is Darby Allen versus Ethan Page in a coffin match. And Darby Allen wins this match. And after he puts Ethan Page in the coffin, closes the coffin, he then gets on the top rope and does what Darby Allen does best. Tries to kill himself. Yep. He just coffin dives or coffin drops off of the top rope through the coffin yeah. that Ethan Page is currently inside of. Yeah, crazy dangerous spot. Worked out flawlessly. I think I've said that about Darby Allen in most of the matches that I've seen. Like, he does things so flawlessly. But, like, it's also... Because he also took a... I mean, I think he calls it the ego's edge, but it's a it's Razor's edge. Razor Ramon. Yes. He took that off the top rope onto stairs. Yes. And those stairs are were tall. <laughs> yeah, we we, we could not yeah. stop talking about that. We we're like, why do they have such tall stairs? It's like WWE, I guess, breaks their stairs in half. Yeah, and, and, and AEW, AEW does, does not. not. But either way, he went through those he stairs. He dented those stairs. Like they literally had like we had to pause that. We were like, there is a dent in those stairs. Like that man fell so hard on them that he dented them. Yeah, like I don't know, man. Darby Allen worries me. Yeah, it's like Shotzi Blackheart for me. But yeah. also, like, Darby Allen for me as well, because I do feel that way. Like, Darby Allen is going to get injured. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to touch on was Miro. Backstage mm-hmm. segment. Again, talking about how beautiful and hot his wife is. I know. Very funny. Like, is Lana going to just pop up? Because here's my thing. Probably. I do not care about Lana as a wrestler. And I know that's a fucked up thing to say, but I don't. And I really, really like Lana as Rusev's, or as Miro's 
manager. Like when it was, no, he doesn't need one. He, he just have his hot wife with him. Yeah, he doesn't need one. But when she was like the ravishing Russian, and she just came out like a like real big dick energy with her husband, and her husband was dominating. Like I fucked so hard with that. But then when she was like, I'm a wrestler and I'm good and now I'm married to Bobby Lashley and like that was yeah, the whole, was a whole thing. Like uh, yeah, I hated all of that, which is also probably why I'm not a huge fan of Bobby Lashley, because remember he was like married to Lana. Yeah. Quote but unquote. Miro keeps saying yeah. that if you have a belt in AEW, you have a prop. Mm-hmm. And he's got the TNT title, which is now Bulgarian colored, which is very cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. I just, I just wanted to touch on Miro real quick because I love that he went from, he debuts, and, like, it's this weird, like, he's this cool guy, he's a friend, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. now, he's what he should have been this whole time, which is just this murderer. Yeah. He's the redeemer now. He's so, he is just, like, he just is a dominating human being. Yeah, AEW's putting together quite the roster. Yeah. And they have a lot of interesting stuff going on, but we gotta talk about SmackDown. And it's the first one with fans. It is the first... SmackDown with fans in over a year. And like we talked about earlier, we start out, Vince McMahon comes out and two? asks, where, us, where have we been? We got two pops for this guy. For most of them, honestly. But yeah. his music hits, the crowd erupts. Yep. And then we're like, holy shit, that pop was great. And then Vince McMahon actually comes out. And Double pop. The crowd went ape. Shit. And, like, we knew this. Like, when, as, you know, we're starting TV, we put on SmackDown, and we're like, Vince has to come out, right? Gotta be Vince. Like, Vince has to be the first one to come out. And then, sure enough, when his music hit. But, like, yeah, he just came out. Where the hell were you? Yeah. And then. And then leaves. Leaves. I love it. Yeah. I love that he just, like, pops in, pops out. He's like, I don't want this to be about me, but I will take Mm -hmm. the first huge pop. Yep. Says a little, his little joke, and then he goes backstage, and then. And now we have Roman and the Usos versus Edge and the Mysterios. We're kicking it off. And Roman has a very long entrance. I liked that everybody got their own entrance. Well, everybody except the Usos. Not the Usos. But like. Usos kind of just hung out and then later came out. They didn't come out with Roman, but Roman's entrance was so long that by the time Roman got to the ring, the Usos were also at the ring with him. Like they came down. And Roman did get booed. And I was living for it. Yeah. I was so happy because there is nothing that I love more than when Vince McMahon is trying to build somebody up and the universe hates that person. So the WWE universe is just booing Roman Reigns, which is which what, is what you we're do. supposed to yes, be doing. We were supposed to be now. doing that. Yeah. And we even when Roman was a face, though, we were doing that. But it was so, so amazing until edges pop yeah well we had the we had the mysterios <laughs> that was the most amazing thing of the night the mysterios came out cool yeah you know and this is dominic mysterios first ever match in front of fans yeah which is says all you need to know about yep. you know nepotism stop it <laughs> um, but yeah man and edges pop so mysterios come out they don't even get in the ring Mm-mm. mysterious music stops and you could just feel the crowd yeah, they just were starting. Waiting. They were just waiting. They're like for jittery. It. Like you could feel it. Like it they're was like, like running through their blood. Like, like ready. Gonna happen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's gonna come out. He's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. And like you could feel the energy of it. And then the music hits. Massive, massive pop. Edge comes out. Massive secondary pop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's nice to have fans back. Yeah, it's so nice to have fans back. I hated that. 
that like built-in audio because we are supposed to boo Roman and even during like the Thunderdome era Roman was getting booed but it was annoying when Roman was getting booed because like we knew that it was audio that was fed in of course yeah and it was loud so you couldn't even hear what Roman was saying anyway at least like well, sometimes at least the the crowd calms down a little bit. Sometimes they won't let you talk, and I love that too. But it's so much better to have a live crowd. Of course, especially for like entrances like Edge. Yes, where like you have that initial like just first second, mm-hmm. and it's instantly recognizable. You just you go yeah crazy. I mean, and even like even for Dominic Mysterio, so cool, so yeah. cool. First match in front of like a live audience, and it's he is a champion with his father. And he's in the ring with the Usos, Roman Reigns, and Edge. Like, that must have been such a cool moment for this kid. And I said that so many times throughout the night. Like, Ray, or Dominic Mysterio must have just had a cool life. Of course. Like, with yeah. just cool shit That's happening. Because he was always you, backstage. He is the only yes. person in the history of this earth. Yes. That has had his custody rights battled over mm-hmm. in a ladder match. Yeah. In front of millions of people. Yeah. Like, dead ass. He, he's the only person <laughs> ever that can say that. Yeah. So cool. Like, that kid must have had a cool life. He doesn't get the win here. No, he doesn't. One of the Usos does. Yeah, one of the Usos. Wait, and I'm really confused about this, because for a minute there, even though I've been still mixing them up, I knew that Jimmy came back with blondish hair. Yes. But now one of them has blonde hair and one of them has red hair, and I don't know which one's which. Doesn't matter. I know. But the Bloodline gets the win over the Mysterios and Edge. There's some ruckus that goes on after the match. Mm Mm-hmm. All told, Edge ends up with another crossface with the part of the chair, mm-hmm. and Roman taps. Yeah, he does. And Edge is the last one standing, holding up Roman's title. And then we're backstage. Mm-hmm. Edge says he's going to win at Money in the Bank, and then we hear the just the the instantly recognizable awful laughter. Yeah. Of one Seth Rollins. I was going to say the best giggle you'll ever hear, but you know. <laughs> oh, it's just so <laughs> bad. Not? Cackle. Yes, he cackles. Cackle is probably the better word than giggle. And he's got quite the suit, of course. Yeah, he he should have worn that suit closer to the 4th of July. And he's just laughing at Edge. Yeah. Because Edge can't beat Roman. Mm-mm. Roman. And he explains to Roman. I'm sorry. Rollins explains to Edge. Mm-hmm. That he hopes Edge does win. Me too. At Money in the Bank. Me too. Because Seth's going to win Money yeah. in the Bank. And then he's going to cash in on Edge, finishing what he started seven years ago. Other than the fact that I just want Big E to win Money in the Bank, I did for a hot minute think that Seth was going to win again. But towards the end of this episode, you'll hear why I no longer think that Seth's going to win. But this would have been cool. Seth winning, Edge also winning. Seth cashing in on Edge. Yeah, I mean, we're getting Seth and Edge at, at SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam 100%. anyway. But neither of them are going to be champions or have the money in the bank in their pocket. I don't think so, but who knows? Yeah. Because, I mean, if Edge wins, huge pop from the crowd. Yeah. So I don't know if that's worth it. Like, just to get that like first pay-per-view in front of live fans since I will do on our sheet when we do our predictions like we will have predictions up on our social media tomorrow at he book she book give us a follow we'll have that up before money in the bank but we also always have our little printout sheet while money in the bank is happening we have our predictions on that it's a real fun night and i always write the same thing on there 
when Roman Reigns is in a match, I put whoever I think is going to win that match, like wholeheartedly want to win that match. And then under it, I put, but I know Roman's going to win this. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to write Edge and I'm going to write that Roman's probably going to win it. You know, and that's just what's going to happen. But Paul Heyman, he was backstage with Kayla and he didn't really seem all that worried. Like, I don't know, like he didn't seem all that worried at first. Last week, when Edge was like, I'm going to call out Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman seemed more worried. This week, he doesn't seem all that worried, even though Edge was the last one standing in the ring. And then we get another laughing interruption. But this time, it's Big E. And Big E comes up and he's like, you know, saying how he's going to win the money in the bank and also saying how Edge has a hold on Roman Reigns and that Paul and Roman should be worried. And as he's saying this, he's just walking away. He didn't yeah, stop. He like, hit and run. Yeah, he stopped for about five seconds and then just kept talking and laughing and walking away and then just leaves to go out to his match later yeah, or go got, get ready for his match. stuff to do. And we also had Shotzi and Knox again versus Natty and Tamina mm-hmm. again. And Liv and Zelina were on commentary this time. And they just fight. Yeah, at one point they just start going at it during the match, which Not- kind of caused a distraction in the match. Yeah, and that leads to Tegan Knox pinning Natty, mm-hmm. which means Tegan Knox and Shotzi. It's just Knox t- now, man. No, it's not. If you're on the main nope. roster, you're not allowed to have two names. Shotzi Blackheart got dropped to Shotzi. Tegan Knox got dropped to Knox. Power and throw. <laughs> Tegan Knox pins Natalia, and we're going to get Shotzi and Tegan Knox versus Natty and Tamina. I guess at some point because yeah, it we can't, can't be at money in the, the bank. bank. Yeah, we don't know when that is. But then Tamina and Natty started attacking Zelina and Liv for distracting them throughout the match. And then Liv was the last one standing, and she stood in the middle of that ring, and she pointed right up, even though it's not point in season, she pointed right up at the Money in the Bank contracts, the briefcase, and the crowd was loving it. Yeah, man. The crowd's behind Liv Morgan. Yeah, and so am I. I think she's who I want to win the Money in the Bank. She was one of those that I'm curious about how the fans would react to her. Yeah, I knew that they would be behind her. The crowd is into it. So that's interesting. I think she's my... I have not... I kept saying, like, I don't want to have my prediction until everybody's here. And I... Now that everybody is picked, I do think that I want Liv Morgan to win this match. I don't know who I'd want her to go after, championship-wise, like, later when she has the title. But... I would honestly, I'd want to see Liv versus Charlotte because I feel like we set that up a couple of years ago, but that would involve Charlotte winning the title. Oh, well, that's my prediction anyway. Yeah. I think that that's going to happen. I think Charlotte is going to beat Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank. And while Charlotte is holding up her championship, then oh, my soon. fucking girl, no. Becky Lynch, is going to come back and be like, uh, I want my title back. And it would be easier for her to take it off of Charlotte than it would for her to take it off of Rhea because Charlotte and Becky have history. And I'm just saying, it is rumored that Bex is going to come back at Money in the Bank. I mean, it was also rumored that Charlotte was coming back tonight at SmackDown and she didn't, but... You said Sasha. 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 Yeah. Who did I say? You said Charlotte. Whoops. That would be shitty. Yeah, that would have sucked. No. It was... Charlotte. No. Sasha (laughs) was supposed to come back and she didn't. She was... Did not come back at all. But who knows? I really, 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 really hope Becky does come back soon. Well, yeah, we didn't get Sasha, but we did get Bianca. 
Yes, Bianca versus Carmella for the women's championship, which is not happening in the pay per view. Some reason happening at yeah, crowd, SmackDown. Crowd super behind Bianca. Bianca gets the win. Yes, we have to talk about Bianca's gear. I, I this lady just oozes talent. She mm-hmm. makes all of her own gear. And this gear that she was wearing, she always has the lips on everything. On all of her gear, she has it tattooed across her whole back. And Carmella, her whole thing is Mella is money. And this is for money in the bank. Like, money in the bank weekend. And Bianca is wearing an outfit that has lips biting money. And it was so perfect for both the match itself, like, who she was going against, and for the weekend that we're doing. And, like... We were talking about this while it was happening. There are so few wrestlers that that do things like that to little things like that to get in their opponent's head. Like uh, Velveteen Dream did it a few times. Who else did we say? Um, Rick Rude used to do it. With his Rick pants. Rude used to do it. There was somebody else that we were talking about last night that did it too. But I I love Bianca. Yeah. I just love her. She's a fantastic wrestler. She's a great face. She is like. I mean, she made her SP dress for Christ's sakes. Like, she is just so talented in so many different levels. Just keep the championship on her. I don't even care that Sasha didn't show back up. I don't want her to lose. I want her to have a long reign for... for She can have it for however long she wants. She can pull Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, we also had the Alpha Academy. Uh, Otis versus Cesaro after Otis kind of attacked Cesaro earlier in the night. Yeah, because Cesaro was, like, mad that he wasn't on the list of people that Otis would beat. No, I think he was on the list. No, that was the whole reason he came up, because he was like, oh, everybody on that list, but you didn't have me. It's because, like, and then he was like, well, Otis can't beat you. They put Cesaro on the show so he can swing a cat in front of a crowd. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So he swings Chad Gable, mm-hmm. uh, who interfered. It was DQ, no clean finish, but Otis still ends up attacking Cesaro after the match. Yes. So I guess that's going to be a thing, Cesaro and Otis. Sure. Yeah, cool. Okay. So next up, we have Sami Zayn come out. Yes, and I'm furious because all that I wanted was for the W. I wanted to hear that the WWE universe sing Sami Zayn's entrance song, and oh, this too bad guy comes out with his music, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go, here we go, here we go, and he yells, no, stop, 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 cutting his fucking music off, yeah, so we didn't get heel. to sing his entrance because you're not supposed to get what you want I from him. Don't care. All I, that's all I wanted. I was so pissed off. But there was like a Justice for Sammy chant, which was fun. But then that got cut off because my baby came home. Finn Balor is back on SmackDown. Yeah. So we saw the rumors earlier in the night that Finn was apparently going to be returning. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change the fact that it was still awesome to see him back. Yeah. Uh, dope entrance, which part of me just thinks... They wanted to bring him up just for the crowd. Yeah. And just the cool entrance. Pat McAfee, super just, putting over Finn Balor. He's we, such a help to have. We needed Pat McAfee. And I will say yeah. that every time. Well, it's like he he really put over Finn Balor for those for anybody that forgot mm-hmm. that this guy, first universal champion ever, never lost a championship. Never. Two time NXT champion. Mm-hmm. The guy I mean, he looks like a million dollars. He so does. And Looks so, so good. I don't know what the plan is. Maybe we're doing a Sammy feud, but either way, Finn Bauer back on SmackDown. And I'm here for a Finn Sammy feud. SmackDown roster is stacked. It's so good. Uh, and then Baron Corbin comes out. Yep, we have Sad Corbin again. 
Sadberry sets up the Baron Corbin fund. <laughs> Asking needs, for donations. Baron Corbin needs $100,000 to get back mm-hmm. on his feet. Kevin Owens comes out, shuts him up, stunners him right in the middle of the ring. And then that leads us to our fatal four-way, which is the main event. Mm-hmm. It is Kevin Owens, Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins, all four members of the SmackDown side of the Money in the Bank this Sunday. WWE, please, please give us a picture-in-picture picture of Pat McAfee during Shinsuke's entrance. I know. I don't get why. Because, like, they pan over for, like, a split second. And it's not long enough. And it's not long enough. We need to have He a, was playing, like, the air guitar, but with his leg? Yeah. We need to have a, a, a small, just secondary screen mm-hmm. in the lower left-hand corner of yeah. Pat McAfee jamming out to Rick Boogs. And Shinsuke Nakamura. And this Seth is a Rollins is gonna match. get Yeah, Seth Rollins is gonna get the win here. Kevin Owens jumps off the ladder. Top of a ladder. The table. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins pins Big E. Seth Rollins climbs the ladder, grabs the briefcase. Yep. And I feel like that's bad luck. And you're not I remember, what was it? Big E a few weeks ago, when we were getting ready for Money in the Bank in a backstage promo, was saying how like he loved the ladder and the ladder was great and all that stuff. And he was straight up saying, like, no, 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 you can't climb the ladder before a ladder match. Like, that's bad luck. And not only is it bad luck to climb the ladder before a ladder match, he's also it's also bad luck to say touch the championship like title before having a match. And Seth just did both of these things. So well, back Seth to what I was saying. Kevin Owens climbed the ladder. Yeah. Matt Riddle climbed the ladder. Mm-hmm. The only person that hasn't really climbed the ladder Big is Big E. And that's who I want to win, so I'm fine with that. But I really do think that Seth just jinxed himself. Like, you don't climb the... Either... Okay. We're either... We jinxed it or we're foreshadowing. Well, Seth doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. And he has this match set up with Edge, so I just think it's going to be... He's not winning it. He jinxed it. That's bad luck. You don't touch the the briefcase before the match, and he did. Well, on Sunday, John Morrison, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Your pick. Big E. Easy. Yeah, man. I want I want to see it, but I also really like the idea of Matt Riddle. With the briefcase? Yeah. And, I mean, Matt Riddle has beaten Bobby Lashley this year. Yeah. For the United States Championship. So, I'm interested in seeing that again. Maybe Matt Riddle can cash in on Bobby and take the title, be the one that takes the title away from Bobby. <laughs> Maybe Big E can cash in on Bobby. Maybe Big E can ta- cash in on Roman. I'm going to take Matt Riddle in this. I'm going to take, Bo- I'm going to take Big E. For the women, Naomi, Asuka. Alexa Bliss, Nikki, almost superhero. <laughs> Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, Tamina. Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan also just like coming at Zelina being like, you took the longest vacation and now you have all that this was, entitlement. Like, that was, I was that was hilarious. Yeah. Good for Liv. But yeah, Liv Morgan. Yeah, I'm I'm torn between Nikki and Liv Morgan. Watch, it's going to be Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I know, because like, just... <laughs> Like, I know, it's gonna be no, I'm gonna live. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan. I, I've always been a fan of hers. I've always wanted her just to get that little extra push. Yeah. I feel like the fans would get behind her because she is like this down to earth, just mm-hmm. cool. She's literally uh, living my dream life. And she's getting better and better. Yeah. She's still very young as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna take Liv Morgan in that too. Uh we have Kofi versus Bobby Lashley, WWE Championship. I mean 
Bobby's winning that. I'm taking Bobby in that. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea, women's championship. I think Charlotte's winning and Becky's going to come out after. I do think Charlotte wins. I'm not going to put a prediction on Becky. Uh, I could see that being the next Monday. Have you guys seen I've done it every week? Every week I say Becky's coming out. I'm very impatiently anticipating it. Viking Raiders versus AJ and Omas. No, I do not care about this, but I think the Viking Raiders. I don't even care. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care, but I don't think that AJ and Omas should keep having the title on them. Yeah, I think Viking Raiders is probably a better choice. Yeah. Uh, We also have pre-show announced Usos versus Mysterios. I'm going to take the Mysterios just because it's a pre-show. I feel like if we're going to put the titles on the Usos like this, pre-show is not the way to do it. Yeah, and Jimmy's fucked up so much in life that I think it's going to be the Mysterios are taking it. I don't think they're going to give anything good to Jimmy. And also, like, they're going to lose, and then that gives Roman more shit to say to them. Like, not only were you not main event Usos, you were pre-show Usos, and you lost. Well, here's the counter to that. Usos win the tag titles. Roman loses the WWE Championship. Oh, I would love this. The Universal Championship. And then Roman is the one without gold. I would love that. Wait, so are you picking the Usos or the Mysterios? I'm picking the Mysterios because I also think that Roman is going to win on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think Roman's going to win on Sunday too. I would very much prefer. I am going to pick Edge though, just opposite. to be different on that. I am going to pick Edge because I want Edge to win. I prefer um, the scenario where the Usos win the titles and then Roman loses to Edge. Yeah, that would be great. And I don't think Seth needs to win Money in the Bank to get his title shot. I think Seth is next in line What is um, no matter what, except for the fact that we know John Cena is I was going to say, way. it's John Cena. It's supposed to be John Cena. Well, it's rumored. John Cena versus Roman at SummerSlam. And that doesn't and need the title, no, guys. Doesn't but need Edge it. and Seth at SummerSlam with the title on the line could be very, very good. So I'll pick Edge for that just to be different and have you know put that out in the universe for hopes and dreams of edge winning and roman not being champion anymore even though he wants to be the champion for however long he wants so we'll see our predictions will be up on our social media uh give us a follow at he book she book and let us know if you agree or disagree with our predictions yeah we'll have a bonus episode yes uh, covering just money in the bank next probably week. out on tuesday or wednesday next week check out all of our episodes on uh, every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.